to a very special bonus episode of the Geek Generation. We are here to discuss the zombie apocalypse and tactics to survive it, as well as other zombie debates that are going on. But I want to start this off by basically saying first that this is not just a completely original idea. This was actually inspired by a conversation that was going on on the Nerdist podcast, which is Chris Hardwick's show, if people haven't heard it before. There is uh, one of the co-hosts there, Jonah Ray, who is a big zombie expert, knows pretty much everything about zombies. They've been throwing questions at him left and right. And we basically wanted to take the experts that we have inside of the Geek Generation and put together our own zombie panel and basically go over some of those same questions. So to go around and introduce everybody real quick, uh, Mike Volpe, who is a constant co-host here, is our zombie or horror film expert, mm-hmm. I should say. Thank you. Yes. Hello, everybody. Hi. Um, Anna Zifkak is here, another former co-host who is Yay. a zombie book expert. <laughs> Hello. She's back. She's back. She's back, and this time it'll be on an episode that won't be lost, I promise. <laughs> and uh, Matt, who is a, you haven't heard on the microphone before, but Matt is a former Special Forces medic, so he's going to handle some of the more uh, scientific aspects of the, uh, of the, okay, awesome. And we have Sarah here, too, if she feels like she wants to chime in. She is uh, in the room, but you might Sarah hear her voice. You might not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, just to get the conversation rolling a little bit, and I'm going to restate that I am not a huge zombie fan. Horror movies I'm not really big into. I'm pretty much going to serve as a moderator for this panel of experts and kind of keep the conversation going and bring up some points as we move along. And sometimes it's better not to be so knowledgeable what we're talking about. And I'm basically patting myself on the back for no reason here. Because I can actually ask questions that I want legitimate answers to as we progress through this. But to start off, I think it makes sense to first go into what makes a zombie a zombie, actually. Now we can get into the scientific aspect of that. And we can look at the film side and say, well, with all these different interpretations of zombies, what are the parts that we accept to be part of the zombie culture and what things are not really a part of it? So to start off with the first thing, there's kind of the undead zombie versus the infected zombie. Yep. So what are we fans of and what are we not fans of in regards to that? I like them both. I yeah. mean, if the different movies, uh, the remake of, uh, which one was it? The one where they're in the mall. Um, Dawn of the Dead. Dead. Of course, it escaped my mind when I'm in front of everybody. <laughs> uh, That's in that one, happens. the only explanation was somebody goes, oh, it could be an act of God or you know, God is unleashing hell on earth. And that was the only explanation. So that's kind so of they were weird. undead. They were in just, that sense, yeah. And just being like someone no ex- started off as the prime zombie and it just spread. Yeah. From that. Nobody explained a, a virus or anything. And then you got all the other movies like 28 days later and all that. Then there's the older ones where it's always a yeah. voodoo expert who's just trying to take over a small town. And so she drugs everybody with some unknown route. Yeah. And then there's the original 
Night of the Living Dead, where it was a broken satellite nuclear yep. problem in space. So there's those. Um, and then there's also the infected dead zombie yeah. and the infected living zombie. Because, like, 28 days later, you said yeah. they don't necessarily die. They just kind of go insane and become, yeah. like, zombie mode. But, you know, in other movie versions and book versions, they die first and reanimate later. But it is still caused by virus. Mm. So yeah, there's there's all those different, different ones kinds. now, and then there's the original voodoo zombie, which was before any of these other ones, which is where the word zombie came. Where from. like the supernatural type, yeah, reanimated by like a, a voodoo witch doctor. Okay, well, um, how about then in that same vein, the curable zombie is zombieism something that should be curable, or is it once you have it? Well, I think there's either going to be an inoculation, or there's going to be a twenty three cent inoculation, which is usually made out of brass. That goes to the middle of their forehead. Yep. It's only one of the two. Yep. And I think that that's the way it should <laughs> that's go. That's something that's been explored <laughs> in the movies before? Yeah, of course. Really? I haven't seen that. One bullet to the head, and that's how you you, you uh, cure them. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. But, <laughs> but like, when so, you look at so you can kill them, but I mean, there's there's the virus zombie, quote unquote, right. where they've been able to find cures. Like Resident Evil right, was a virus, the T-virus, and then there was the antibody to it to cure the people. So... And is, I mean, is, that's the only one is that acceptable or is that like not a true zombie or is that just a virus and not necessarily classified well, as a zombie? Well, zombiedom is the, the lack of humanity in a animated creature, right? Yeah. So technically, if they're not functioning as a human being, which is like pretty much most of society nowadays, there are a lot of <laughs> zombies running around. We have a lot so, of zombies yeah. in here. So. I take as a true zombie an undead, like a that was dead and now it's not dead anymore. Out of the yeah, grave. I'm not yeah. really along the mythology of the the um, what is the one with um, the vampire type zombies with Will Smith. Oh, um, oh, the I uh, am legend. Yeah, yeah, I am legend. I'm not really. I mean, I liked the movie, but I wasn't like a follower of that being really necessarily a zombie movie. Twenty eight mm-hmm. days later was the closest thing to a zombie movie that yeah. I don't consider a zombie movie. And again, it's the lack of death. Were those curable? I haven't seen it. But. Um, I never saw the twenty eight. I saw all of them. weeks and, later. Um, I saw the first one. They just they the CDC version actually just quarantined, and then they either let them die off, and then yeah. they actually just separated. That's how. It okay. I think to be a real zombie you there is no cure i, I would say yeah. besides a bullet to the head right that, so zombieism is not curable no because i think the lack mm-hmm. of hope is part of the reason that the whole situation is as intense yeah. as it is it's right. the lack of hope. one would think right. once you're undead there's no coming back from right. that yeah how do you bring yeah well, right. do you bring somebody it's a one-way street date. that's all it is yeah, yeah. An expiration date from beginning to end yeah well vampires are undead well vampires aren't zombies right i know i'm just saying in, in, in terms of undead <laughs> right Okay. Yeah, but they can't come back to life. Well, I mean, I guess they can in some place if you kill the head zombie. Or, I mean, the head vampire that come right. back. But it's it's a weird. Yeah, we're bringing in too many yeah. other things. Right, so we're gonna subtract out okay. if if it's curable, it's not a zombie. All right. Okay. And it's gonna have to be something that could potentially come out of the ground, like something that was already dead could be. I don't know. I suppose you say brought back to life. It's undead again. Well, right. technically though, they have the zombie fly, which is out there, which is the one that actually attaches itself to the ants and actually makes them live until the fly decides to detach itself, which is exactly what a zombie is. Really? And they're actually worried about expanding to humans. So, um, technically that's exactly what it would be. But that is a bio, uh, a bio system that's doing it. So in theory, that's still dead, but walking. So they go together. So there is that aspect of there. It could be a virus or a parasite that actually eats the parts of the brain that actually give human function, but not anatomical function. Wow. Ew. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, then, so we're going to say zombies are not curable. Right. How about the walking versus running debate? This is one of the big, big things in zombie culture. There are a lot of people who are the purists and want the old school, slow moving mm-hmm. Pepe Le Pew. Doesn't matter how slow they go. They're still right next to you type zombies or the 28 days later, I can sprint and do Olympic backflips and all that stuff. Like there's even supernatural, like superhuman zombies, yeah. like even beyond. What do you so, think? I think that they can run, but not backflips and because you have yeah. to have some intelligence behind yourself to do those physical acts but i think some of them can move pretty fast it all depends on what physical state the body's in when it yeah. dies if it got bit on the finger and you know got the virus that way and the rest of the body's intact it's going to be able to move fairly quickly it's not going to be able to leap fences because it's not smart yeah. enough but it'll it will be able to run until you know it ends up losing yeah. a leg or a foot or getting you know it's it's whatever the state the corpse is in at, yeah. the, at the time well they, they did talk about this on nerdist a little bit and the good argument that was brought up was that when you turn you have all the same physical mass that you did when you were a human and at first you're going to behave the same way except for your mental state of course but then as you run or as can you continue to move your muscles not going to regenerate right and it's slowly going to break down and then you move slower and slower mm-hmm. and then i would think eventually you just kind of slump over and just kind of crumble more or less yeah at some point the muscle is not going to be able to support 72 hours it's going to be 72 hours so yeah. but then i think that if they get hit in a high state of adrenaline yeah their last Regainable thought is going, or um, retainable thought is going to be the fact that their adrenal gland is laughing, spiking. Mm-hmm. So they might be at full run until yeah. they actually just dissipate. Right. Yeah. So they could be like sprinting, sprinting, until and then just it's gone, and then like gases down. can take over the muscles, and then they're done. But yeah. is it though? Well, <laughs> the muscles are because no, the muscles are going to fall down. down. Right. There so, are no processes necessarily going on. Well, we don't actually have a zombie to dissect. Well, I mean, we're go, in the sense, let, let's say that. That someone turns into a zombie, they become undead. That basically halts all body function except for the fact that they're animated. There's not going to be any blood flowing. There's not going to be any lactic acid buildup necessarily. It's just going to be breakdown, breakdown. Well, then the, the, if there's no blood flowing and the heart wasn't moving, then the muscles wouldn't be able to function. So the heart. That's why they slowly. Like, right, the fall pump apart. would have to. The blood is going to coagulate. Over. Right. How long does that take? Uh, that's that pretty quick. Within, yeah, within eight to twelve hours. Yeah. Do zombies have blo- flowing blood? That's they the thing. would have no, to. They'd have to. The heart has to pump. Otherwise, the muscles can't contract. They're not exactly. going to do anything. You're just going to. So would know, they fall not down. rebuild muscle tissue then? So that would mean they regenerate for a certain amount of time until right. either. Well, I'm going to leave the rigor mortis factor out of it for right. So. Because even that is. A temporary period too, right? Exactly, and that's what makes it interesting, right? Yeah. So because rigor mortis sets in, lasts for uh, rigor mortis sets in for seventy two hours. Yep. Yet the human body can only last for seventy two hours. Yep. So yeah, is that really so what happens zombie? afterwards? Type there, thing. There's no way of knowing, right? Yeah. I think running is acceptable. I was watching the original Night of the Living Dead. It was on TV yesterday, hmm. and the first when she gets in the car and drives away, one of the zombies is chasing her. Yeah. He's not at a full run. He's more of a, like I'm stumbling down the hill. But he's almost running, so that was acceptable in black and white. <laughs> I think running's acceptable. I think it's like like Matt said, if they're if the adrenaline was up and they're they could be running full pace. Until they just break down. Until the body can't support it. So the walking zombies would then be ones that can't run anymore or Older ones, damaged ones. Yeah. There's also different levels of activity just sort of at random. Yeah. There are like the waiters they sit on the ground and grab you as you're walking by. Yeah. Or they have the ones that actively will hunt you. There's the argument too that even if you had just the zombie's head, because it's really the brain that's reanimated and that's controlling everything. 
and the rest of the body doesn't matter. This is the argument from the film perspective. I know scientifically no, no, this no, doesn't matter. I was going to go with the movie. Right, right. Yeah. From the film perspective, there's the argument that you could have just the zombie's head and that could still bite you if you walked past it. Granted, it can't reach out to bite you, but if you stepped in the mouth. That's exactly yeah. what I was thinking. That's just yeah. like the rattlesnake yeah. method. You could you could actually take off a rattlesnake's head. Yeah. But if you still touch the, the venomous sacs, you're going to die yeah. if you don't get treatment. Same concept. So it is possible. Yeah. So until sense. the brain breaks down, I and mean, that's why you kill the brain. I right. mean, until the brain breaks down, that thing is still going to be a zombie that's and functional. That's why ticks are so <laughs> dangerous because if you don't remove the head from the body. Yeah. Yep. That's why I think that it, if there was any plausibility to zombies, it would be through some sort of tick or some sort of uh, insect that would actually cause it. Okay. So then in, in terms of uh, the intellect, there have been interpretations where zombies speak mm-hmm. and have language abilities. There are other ones where they're just animalistic and they just make grunts and groans. How is it? How what is their level of intellect like? What's the acceptable one? Are they capable of problem solving and building, or are they just animalistic killing machines? I think it goes back to like the running thing. I think initially you're going to have some thoughts. You're going to be able to. I don't know if they're going to be able to put sentences together, but there's going to be some knowledge retained until the brain cells start to die. I think people just go mad. Yeah, that'd be the best way to describe it. You yeah. just lose parts of your function, uh, your brain function. What yeah. do you think? You become almost caveman again. Mm-hmm. I think that they're a lot more primitive than cavemen. I think they're pretty much thoughtless. And again, that goes with the lack of hope thing. Because if yeah. you think that there might be something there underneath it, then you're going to try to save them right. or you're going to try to keep them around, not want to shoot them in the head kind of thing. So, so we know how I that always go turns with, out. <laughs> <laughs> never, good. never good. People try it and it's, it's a really Except bad idea. Except for Sean yeah. of the Dead, where he kept them in the shed at the end. Yeah. True. Yeah. Which or they used them for, you know, grocery <laughs> packers. But... I mean, usually it's a pretty damn bad idea to to give them kind of any hope that there would be anything left. I mean, again, and it comes again from the if you're going from the virus theory, they are dead. They're dead. Yeah. There's no, you know, part right. The of body's that human. just a vessel. In right. It now. Exactly. They're it's soulless. Physical... That's why they're undead. Undead right. creatures have no soul. Right. They just have absolutely. They're. I mean, whoever it was, even if. It's reanimating the brain. Your personality, your soul, who you were is gone. You're just a shell that this thing has taken over and it's making walk around. Despite being, so you're saying no level of intellect possible? No, I'm saying, well, I mean, slight, they're not going to like walk into trees because I think they have a bit of an instinctual. I mean, Mm -hmm. obviously they hunt humans, they can smell, they can see, they can. So I think that they're sort of an ant-like intelligence, like a colony with one goal to eat humans. You know, and they, I can, they'll even, you know, climb on top of each other to get, sure. get which, over something. You which know, is actually sort of. very accurate because they have the army ants, which actually do that. They yep. have no coordination other than what they do is to fall in waves right. left and right. So technically a solitary zombie mm-hmm. would be just sit there until it actually saw or smelled something within its own colony. Okay. So it wouldn't even roam yeah. around. Or it just wouldn't even like... roam there. It'd stand there and wait. That might something. be where the sitters come from. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. And as for building things. Yeah. Going into the survival mode of it, I've never seen a zombie swim. They so sink. the thing is, they sink. So the thing is, yeah. but the thing is, if they sink, they can't swim up. So the safest place would be would be on a boat. Well, here's the interesting. Yeah, boats are pretty good. Um, the only problem with the boat is a lot of people are going to have the same idea, and you're going to have a pirate situation, oh, absolutely. Which, oh, yeah. which makes the human threat a lot worse. The best thing is to be well, isolated then, from other humans. Then you have to also. start breaking down. When does this apocalypse happen? Is it because they always show the the zombie apocalypse apocalypse right after everything's already been wiped out. Right. Yeah. There's, there's 
so many hunting licenses that can be put out there and so many firearms in America mm-hmm. that I think that people do tend to come together when it comes to a, a yeah. piracy threat. Right. But then it turns into looting and everything else. But And it turns into a tribe situation, too. Mm-hmm. You have these people in this boat, you know, yep. we Getting hate them. They're Max. the bad guys. Well, no, you're the bad guys. Yeah. You're trying to take our territory so in and theory, our food. So, just hang out in your swimming pool. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's well, going to depend on where this starts, too. I, I, before we get too much into the survival aspect, because mm-hmm. we're jumping ahead already. Okay. Um, just to go back to, uh, the, so we're saying as far as an intellect goes, not capable of building. No. No. Uh, speech. Beyond. Uh, vocal noises. I wouldn't say Beyond language. vocal noises. I would say the, the moan would be as close as you can get yeah. to communicating. Yeah. No, no language. Any, any level of problem solving whatsoever aside from oh. basic navigating. There's gotta be some. Um, I'd just like to say something about the movie part of that. Yeah. Um, in a few of the zombie movies, like uh, Land of the Dead, I don't know okay. if you guys remember yeah. that from 2005, I think, with John Leguizamo. Um, that was, uh, in that movie, the zombies evolved intellectually. Right. Like they actually had a leader, and they figured out that they didn't drown. Okay. And that they could walk across the bottom of this lake that, or the river that separated yeah. them from the people. Yep. People were safe on one side of the lake for years, and then they realized that, oh, we can just walk and we don't die. Right. You know, we're already dead. So in that aspect, there was some, like, intelli- intellectual involvement, you know, like, going on there. Um, Do you accept that as zombie canon, or is like, an exception to the rule? Um, I mean, in other movies, uh, another of the dead movie, I think it was, um, I think it was Day of the Dead, they had, they were using uh, zombies domestically. They were like trying to teach zombies how to be domestic, <laughs> you know. So Which, it seems kind of ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it is a little bit, and it didn't work. Right, but um, you know, I think that um, it, it depends. I mean, you know, that movie was a little bit campy. Mm-hmm. I think Land of the Dead was, you know, a little more in the style of the the original movies. Okay, but um, you know, it's just, a, I guess, it's just one way to make a different kind of a zombie movie. Right, you know? right. Well, yeah, I mean, there's all the different interpretations, and it's just, like, which ones do we accept as, like, the main, like, this is what makes a zombie a zombie. Like, you can always throw in those little tangential things and say, well, what if zombies did this, or what if zombies yeah. did that? But what's, like, the core, you know? So, um... I think Matt's onto something with the ants, though. Oh, yeah. Um, so they definitely have, like, that high Yeah, a couple mentality. that are leading. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. Um, Thank you. <laughs> well, it, and then I'm like starting to think if it's like uh, like when you see birds flying, there's the leader. Yeah. When that fall. bird turns left, they all go left. Yeah. So right. there's going to be the same thing with the zombies. Well, it's just like you said with tribalism on yeah. boats. It's going to happen. There's going to be an alpha, and there's going to be yeah. a sub-alpha, which is going to be the person who's going to take over from there. And the uh, and they're not really like thinking about no, it's, it's this. It's more like uh, that right. one. Right. And well, go ahead. No, this this ant theory of, is in a lot of movies too, and in The Walking Dead, the comic books and the TV series, because as they move along in this wave, they're picking up more mm-hmm. zombies too. So by the time you know they get to the city, mm-hmm. or if that crowd starts moving, it just gets to be. I mean, that's really where the apocalypse part of it comes. It's just it's a like wave. Anything of... else you can dispose of and handle one zombie fairly yeah. easily, but it's they get into these major numbers where yeah, they you know they hear a gunshot over there and. 10,000 zombies are soon on their way. Or somebody starts a generator somewhere right. and well, turns something on. It's just like as if you were blind or someone tapped you on your right side and you were conditioned to do that. You would go to the right yeah. if mm-hmm. you were conditioned to go left. So if you have 1,500 people in an alleyway and all of a sudden everybody starts leaning left, you're going to go with the flow. Right. So That all makes sense. But actually yeah. an interesting thing that just came out two days ago was the um, 
what uh, is the actual first instinct of a dog that has rabies. And actually, it's not them being angry. It's about them being sexually aroused. So the thing is, that's a primordial instinct. Okay. So the interesting concept of that is that's passion and lust. That would be mm-hmm. something that actually hits a general gland. Yeah. Which could go back into running. Right. And all these other aspects of the personality of what this creature could be. Okay. So mm-hmm. that same concept is if people are mad as well, have this rabid instinct. We're not going to go into that side of it, but I'm right, saying right. that same level of aggression. Okay. Could be utilized as being their response time. Yeah. Huh. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, as zombies far. walking around with tents pitched. Has anybody seen Dead Alive? Because oh. they make a zombie. Rigor mortis, right? Yeah. Oh. Um, as far as the spread of the virus, there's <laughs> some people who say it has to be the bite. Others who say it has to be just the splatter mm. and just the spread of uh, the bodily fluid from a zombie into any yeah. living person, and that will zombify. Well, if they're dead, how are they going to transfer it already in a cemetery? If 1,500 people raised from the grave, how'd they get it? Right. So right. there's sort of two two ways you can look at that, too. There's the type of zombie like Night Living Dead. Again, it was nuclear, and they did climb out of their graves. And then there's the more the virus theory where it's just the ones that are already, that are alive, get sick, die, immediately reanimate. Like, mm-hmm. there aren't skeletons and mummies coming up from hundreds of years ago. So you can... You can like kind of pick which one we're talking about in that way. So how are we going to approach it first? Are we going to do it from the supernatural side, or are we going to do it from the because, or are we going to do it from the science side, which we know that the nuclear would actually destroy, but well, actually reanimate. Uh, well, I mean, w- from the science side, they're just toasted. Right? <laughs> they're yeah, toasted anyway. So, so let's suspend disbelief okay. and say that uh, the zombies can be reanimated. Like, how is the one starting? <clears throat> for right. one, if something crawls up out of the grave, though, n- now we have to go. Not a religious end, but it, that would have to be some sort, I would think, of an act of God. Like yeah. something allowed them to come. How do you get something to crawl out of a grave? Yeah, that's that's sort of why I reject that theory a little bit. Because like we were talking before we started recording, you mm-hmm. said, you know, they wouldn't possibly be able to lift that much dirt anyway. So it's sort of like that. Yeah. I mean, that's just sort of dead in the water right there. But then there's also the theory. Well, what bit? What bit that? Right. It's been Ch- in the ground. Then for we get into the chicken and the egg argument. Right. Exactly. So, so if we if we throw that out the we window, have to eliminate which it. you kind of have to do. So we're gonna have to start from the film aspect of it. Just this is where it starts from. Like, after the fact. like there's one sick. zombie. Right. There's yeah. one zombie that came somewhere. How is this now spreading to other people? Well, mm-hmm. some people. What's the conventional? There's the there's, bite is conventional. Yeah. Now, does the bite include? splattering of body fluids like why is it the bite that does it it's Depends blood on. transfusion like AIDS yeah or whatever. i was just gonna say <clears throat> yeah. but then that means their heart is beating if they're actually gonna get blood splatter from a zombie because technically if you just cut into a zombie it'd be coagulated blood but it's it not would, always just blood it can no, be saliva, saliva. Or saliva but still they have yeah. to be some sort it of depend on how soon right you killed right. it right exactly so yeah yeah so, so it'd be safer to stay away from it, though. And now yeah. to go back, <laughs> though, <laughs> that one, the, the first one to get it, I mean, how, how do you get it? Is this, was this a government experiment that, oh, you know, there's all those aspects? <laughs> yeah. Or people- is it just like anything else? Like you said, something carries it. You get bit by a tick. Yep. And that just starts it. Yeah. Go ahead. There was a movie. I don't know if you guys remember it, and I can't remember what the name of the movie was, but there was a movie where the, the humans had become infected. They died and were cremated, mm-hmm. and the, the the smoke from the cremation went up into the air, and then it rained and it came down into oh, I haven't seen into it. the I don't know soil, what that is. Mm-hmm. and that's how it reanimated the the dead people mm-hmm. who had been buried. 
So that's yeah. that was a theory. So it's that. not even necessarily that it's like passable in the fluid itself. It's something that exists and can be transferred, like it transferred through smoke. And even, I guess that's still a liquid state, though. Like yeah. more what or less. Was it where they had to be burned, burned alive? There was one zombie oh. movie where they had to die by fire. But the problem with that was that once the smoke went up into the air, it rained zombie rain. Yeah. Same yeah, concept. That might be the same. Movie. Yeah. So I don't know. So it's like the water cycle spreading it and around. And what happens is there's an ongoing zombie apocalypse. That's so I think crazy. By, bite, by fluid. Yeah. Something more direct than well, that. Like, it would die in the air. But, like, to have it transfer transfer in some sort of bodily fluid, even if it is just a splatter, <laughs> like, within a short distance, it only has a certain lifespan out in the air itself before it dies. Well, the airborne disease, but, I mean, hepatitis can stay seven days on a, on a doorknob. Yeah. So, I mean... Yeah, but what are we saying this falls into, right, more or less, so, is what I'm asking. I, all of the above? Yeah. We don't know. Yeah, it's well. That's I mean, like, we don't know from a scientific perspective, right. but well, it's so, almost what, chicken and an egg, like you said. Right. It's like we don't really. Maybe there was almost like X Men, a jump in evolution, and there's this disease now. Yeah, like literally that really came out of pretty much nowhere, or yep. like a, a mosquito or something like that. Like mm-hmm. so a really a virus that pretty much evolved very, very, very quickly. Um, there's also a theory that it's a parasite from space. I forgot about yeah. that. One. Yeah. yeah. There's also a number of government facilities, which I will not name, that actually test these sort of things. They just closed down a major island in New York. Yeah. If anybody's listening in New York will know who I'm talking about, what I'm talking about, which actually tested these type of experiments on animals. Okay. For bio, uh, biological chemical warfare. So, and they've had supposedly a couple of them that have washed up on shore because they've gotten loose. But the thing is, it could be something like that as well, yeah. where it's something, a chemical project or a biological project that someone just happened to run across on the beach and stuff their I toe think over a... that's the most likely yeah. cause of it, is that something that we're trying to create, we're, we're screwing around with, it's just going to get out of hand. Mm-hmm. Right. Where right. we're mixing and matching different I think more likely than issues. A, yeah, something coming from a mosquito. I think yeah. it's going to be mm-hmm. an experiment that went wrong. I'm actually getting kind of lost in our conversation. Oh. <laughs> no, just in the sense that, like, we, we, we keep going back to the Sorry. chicken and the egg thing. Yeah. And we're we're deviating off of the the spread aspect. So, like, what's well, what's the? I think we've all agreed that it's pretty much like a virus. It's got to yeah. be lo- like it is transferred from from thing to thing, from its blood to your blood or its saliva to your, yeah. right. you know, open. But wound. like airborne, like you're saying, a zombie I'm, could breathe on you and you could catch I don't the virus. Think that's I'm, I'm, no, I'm canceling out. The only thing it could be would be this would have to be, flesh and an yeah. infection that would come from that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just wanted to establish our yep, ground okay. line, so that because because we need these things established right. as we get into the survival. And tactics. even and even the smoke theory, technically, that's going in your body, that's right. going in your lungs. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's still up. Although, would you say like based on the the non airborne theory, if you were really to burn up the zombie bodies and let that spread into the atmosphere, like it's not going to survive that trip to be yeah, even back be down. Maybe a little too dissipated. What was the sure. movie where they closed off an entire apartment building? It just came out a couple of years Quarantine. ago. Quarantine. That was uh that was a biological and uh, yeah. airborne infection. That was but an interesting movie. That was, but that was more a virus they, movie than a zombie well, movie, no, right? Well, they didn't know. It was an airborne yeah. um toxic event. I mean, I hate to say the Would you thing. qualify as a zombie movie or not? Cuz that's really yeah. what we're absolutely, doing. Absolutely because yeah. absolutely. It was. Okay. People and, were dying and getting infected. And it was actually a pre-apocalypse yeah. movie because what happens is the CDC and the military got involved yep. and they quarantined the entire building yep. and the CDC was the one who's actually the sanctioned governing uh governing party okay. to lock it down. So, and they couldn't classify it as well. So Okay. So now that we've established some baselines. All right. Yeah. 
of what we qualify a zombie to be. Let's start talking survival tactics. Um, so let's just go over though. So though, so it, I think people might be lost. To, 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 <laughs> so, well, just to go so over we, our bullet we've points a, again. A scenario yes. here yeah. where so our zombie is. Did we decide undead or infected? I believe undead. If it's not curable, it has to be undead. Right. So we're saying undead. Mm-hmm. It's not just an infection right. or There's a no virus. There's no cure to no this. Cure. All right. Okay. So you are undead. It's uh, walking and running is acceptable. Although yes. running's a much more limited time mm-hmm. oh, than yeah. walking. No significant level of intellect beyond like an ant. They're they're literally the jellyfish manifestation of a human being. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yep. So that's their level of intellect. Um, feeding. I I had kind of skipped over this, but uh, feeding. They're going after specifically brains, not just mm. flesh. Or am I wrong? Depends on the genre. What year the zombie movie was made? I would think. True, but we need to establish a baseline. Like, yes, there's again, there's I a thousand interpretations, but what do we They're accept? They're looking for meat. They're looking for meat. Yeah. So, yeah. And that could be the form of an animal. Would or they human? go into a supermarket and eat? Absolutely. I oh, would think okay. if they couldn't get into it if they can't smell the because it's not alive. Right. Do they want flesh or do they want alive? No, they want alive because yeah. they tend to get bored and leave them once they're dead, right. which is why there's so many more zombies with pretty fairly intact bodies. They might have their intestines spilling out, but yeah. they're not completely eaten. They're not gone. You know what I mean? So I think that they kill them. They kind of eat you while you're still alive, and then you pass away, and then they sort of get bored and move on. So By the time like the meat one, is cold, do you know what I right. mean? Once your body temperature low, they're so looking So that means for they have an warm. actual level of intellect then because they're not eating their own. They're not cannibalizing right. their own zombies because they want to grow the species. It, again, so it's a survival right. thing that they don't eat each other. I don't other. think they want to intelligently as much as it's an instinct not to like an ant colony. Okay. Right. Yeah. So they, they don't real like you don't zombies don't go after each other because there's no temptation there. Right. They, there's nothing to go after. They must know right? the masses are gonna so, get more food. So if they, they were to go different. into a supermarket, they wouldn't just mow on chicken or beef because no. it's not interesting to them. Right. There's it's not alive and there's no brain, which is the two things that zombies are really looking for. What about a fish market? Uh they they have a brain but they're not alive. So what what's the what's the impulse that they'd be reacting to? Are they reacting to the meat? Are they reacting to the fact that it's alive? Because you never see a zombie go after something that's dead. Right. So I think that they're looking for smell, warmth. Yeah. All those types. Right. There has to be something about the living. They're looking for living tissue. Right. Yeah. That attracts. So we all agree it's got to be a living Living tissue. So living tissue they're going after. Uh, Reasoning. I mean, there's no. Nutritional. There's no reason aside from just. The animalistic urge that they're chasing after—they don't get anything and out it could of. And have to to procreate their species. It's just yeah, that it, type of instinct, right? Yeah. Well, technically, they're not a species because they're not alive. No, that's not true necessarily. There's plenty of extinct species that are still considered species. Well, in the in the sense that, well, if they're extinct, they're not around. Therefore, they're not okay existent. But Zombies we're, we're gonna, are not. We're going to classify it as a biological entity, correct? A zombie? Yes. Can it be? It's biological in nature. It's moving. It doesn't have a qualification of being alive as being alive. So that would be the same thing as a, as a jellyfish. Jellyfish are venomous. They do not have a brain function, but they're alive, but they're alive, but at the same levels side by side. Like if you go over the, the checklist of life, what is required for life? I don't know if a zombie hits all of them. Well, you can also, I'm going to blow your mind because a zombie, no, you can take actually the zombie itself Mm -hmm. 
as nothing more than a host and actually project what this whole thing is on the virus having instinct and right. the virus being okay. what's causing it and what's driving it and what's trying to procreate itself. I would that argue, actually though, might like have... the fly on the ant that you right, talked about. Right, right, exactly. So this is more like a parasite so, situation. So it's a protozoa type sort right, of thing. Right, exactly. I would so... argue that the zombies have no interest in reproduction. Because if that were the case, they would just bite something and walk away. But the virus does. The virus does. The though. virus does. The I virus, don't think so. The virus because then they would stop. They would top. bite once and they would walk away. Because if a zombie keeps chomping on something, so we're about the it'll aspect. never turn. See that? No, but that's too. That's too fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking about a virus. It's not an intelligent creature either, but it it has a drive and like a function. Yeah. Do you know? What I mean? So this virus is sort of. It's because the, the only way zombies this. reproduce is if they get lucky and they don't like immediately kill the thing that they're after. Well, they can kill it, but they just can't destroy the body because mm-hmm. all you need is the body. You don't right. need it. So the, they are killing it and they're infecting it. Okay. And then they sort of keep eating for a while just because they're you instinct. Know, to eat. They're is not it, like, oh, well, I'm done now. It's like when you like, pull a shark out of the water, he's still either. chomping because he right. still wants to try to get a bite out of you. Right. Even though he knows he's caught. Right. Okay. 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 Um, and there's actually a chapter on di- and uh, digestion. Okay, so in there. they're they're after the uh, they're after living tissue, okay. and they spread by biting or splatter, for the most part. Uh, is it spreadable to more than humans? Because we have seen interpretations of like zombie dogs or zombie animals in movies, yeah. but is that going a step too far? For what we want to set as a baseline, I think it is, I th- I think it is because it's, you'd have to break down each one's immune system, right? Yeah. And I think that that's just highly unlikely. And the thing is, more often than not, these animals are going to be chomping at the zombies themselves, right? So I think they're going to be eating the rotting flesh if they decide to eat it, and then just dying because it's rotten flesh, right? So yeah. I don't think yeah. that would. So a zombie wouldn't, and we don't see zombies go after animals, really. Well, so even yeah, if we say live in tissue, a couple pet stores issues, yeah, but. That's only because they were stuck in cages and they ripped open the cage and decided to right. have a kitten for and pretty Terrible. much every single zombie movie that has a horse in it, the horse gets That's true. Eaten. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's think- a lot of meat right there. That's yeah. That's why. Oh, yeah. So zombies will go after anything living. I think they'll go after anything that runs. Yeah. Right. But and that's the warm horse isn't going to turn healthy. into a zombie. Right. Well, the, the dog isn't going to turn into a zombie. Right. So warm-blooded mm-hmm. tissue, more or less. Right. Which explains why they don't go after fish. Right. And things like that in the yeah. oceans. Or okay. There. Okay. That works. That makes sense. And then the virus is still deadly to the animal, but it's not. It's it not going to zombify them. them. It's sort of like we're their chosen species. Like the that's what's interesting about ant, that is right. they wouldn't pick an underwater animal or anything like that. That's why they're only going for landborne uh, biological entities. Right. Right. So technically, then zombies need air. So it has to be an airborne. Uh, do that. Well, if you put because say, the flu, they can walk, they don't need it to survive, but the, maybe they need it to spread it. To spread it, okay. Yeah. All right, that makes so sense. So then we know that the okay. water sources would always be clean in a zombie apocalypse. So now it becomes Water World. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Someone call Kevin Costner. There you yeah, go. we're bringing it back. All right. Well, then survival tactics. Okay. What are the best locations then, based on what we've set? Where would you look toward? I think we should each answer that yeah, individually. I yeah, I agree. Because okay. I think we're all going to have different answers. All right, Mike. All right. What's the best well, I live in the woods, mm-hmm. and I, when I sit there and I go, would I want to be in the city for this? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to be in the city because there's just too many people. True. And I, not necessarily the zombie being the enemy, but you might be the enemy. Mm-hmm. You might come after me <laughs> because I have something you want. Right. I, I've got a shotgun. You don't, and you want that shotgun mm-hmm. to save yourself and your own family. Sure. Where I live out in the woods, you know, I'm seven miles out into the woods. Rob, you've been there. There are very few neighbors. Yep. It's all woods. My house is, is pretty high up. You can see 
you know, th- what's going on in the yard. And I just feel that would be the safest place. It I can flood it fairly easily. You know? It can flood very easily. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, that's where I would want to be. Some in the woods, somewhere where I somewhere can, isolated, isolated, where I can board up the windows. I can lock, get the doors locked. They're not going to pick a lock. You know, I, I can. <laughs> you can board everything up. I would feel safer. And there's plenty of room. You know, usually we there's enough food that you can last. You know, at least a few weeks, mm-hmm. a month. Okay. So that's where I would want to be. I would want to be in an isolated area or as isolated as possible. Makes sense. Out in the woods, Anna. Um, as far north as possible, and for all the same reasons he said with the being isolated, but also with it being cold, um, mm. the zombies are going to move slower, and if it actually drops below freezing because they don't have heart and blood and all the things that make us warm-blooded creatures, they're actually going to freeze. So True. for the entire winter, you're going to be zombie-free. You can um, you know, build up your reserves again and mm-hmm. find ammo and like you know reestablish your boundaries and have basically zombie free for like six months if so you're far in antarctica is sounding pretty good if yeah you it's, could it stay really warm is <laughs> if you can figure <laughs> very out very isolated there, very cold exactly and again like you said with the isolation you don't want to be anywhere where that mob of zombies from the city is going to find you you want to be as far away from everybody else as possible right so but um, and if you're far away then you're starting to create that buffer zone of their limited like I'm, i don't want to say lifespan but uh, animation span because after a certain amount of time, if they can't get to you, they're just gonna fall off. Right, exactly. And as they thaw, um, in in this book, it's kind of funny. But as they thaw, they're you know half stuck in the snow, right? So they can't get you, and you can pick them off extremely easily. Also, mm-hmm. the so, only problem with that theory is for being far away, which is the only one that makes me uncomfortable. And the cold is the aspect of you have to have such a supply that you'd have to be there for a year just to make sure you can sustain because you have to realize that yes, it's going to kill the zombie. Yep. Yes. It's going to kill you too. Because if it's post apocalypse, you better have generators. Yep. You better have a wood burning stove. You better have enough supplies to actually have for years inside of your home. Mm-hmm. You have to think like you're a Nordic Viking and actually have right. your livestock inside your home, mm-hmm. exactly. which they're going to smell, which they're going to actually get and passionate. I about. have a generator. So if I kick that generator on, but how long is it going to last? Is it going to be, it's a pretty big propane tank that runs it. See, it can last. And it's not something you may have on all the time. I mean, right. come winter. Yeah. You're going to need heat. Gonna need if heat. this happens during winter, right. which a pretty tough it's situation. That, it's that chicken or the egg theory, right. which is what makes it hard is your own sustainability, not necessarily what's going to save you from the zombies. Mm-hmm. How are you going to save yourself mm-hmm. from civilians, from the elements? And then, where do you go from there? Yeah, right. That's an absolutely huge part of it. Which and I think is, I think people need that survival pack more than they need oh, the yeah. actual yeah. tactics to kill a zombie. Yeah, so what would you absolutely. lean towards, Matt, for well, um, location? For me, I think there's always the fallback no matter what. I think if you, it's where you're left, mm-hmm. uh, when it actually happens, where were you at the time? If you're on a boat, stand boat. You can fish. Yeah. If you're going to be in the city, top floor of a building, make sure it's a secured building. Mm-hmm. I personally, because of the military background, would go to an armory. There's lots of uh, weapons there. I'm with going to be with whoever's remaining. If there is somebody, mm-hmm. they're going to want people who have skills to defend the area. Also, they're fortified mm-hmm. and they have their own security protocols, yep. which I'm not going to get into. Right, right. Which will sustain. Um, if I'm out in the woods, absolutely set up a perimeter. I would go with. Uh, I'm actually going to let Sarah go with one of them because she's got a great idea, which I'd never considered. But if you're in a home, say in an urban environment, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, in a suburban environment. All you need is a chainsaw. Take out the stairs. They're not getting upstairs. Yeah. And you actually have running water. Treehouse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's my thing yeah. too. I think a treehouse. The high the 
highest tree, you know, find the highest tree. You can yeah. see everything, build a tree house. And, you know, you, you can protect yourself, like we've all said, from other humans as well. Because in every zombie movie, people don't have to just contend with the zombies. They have to contend with the other, with the other humans right. that are there and they're... You know. So build yourself an Ewok village <laughs> exactly. with some rope ladders. Yeah, pull and then, up the rope yeah. at night That's or whenever. how it works in South America. Most yeah. uh, South American cultures who live in the trees, that's how they work. That's how they. they we should all be live. living in the trees anyway. I mean, we that's should. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Let's so. go build an Ewok village. A lot of it is preparation, mm-hmm. too, like he was saying. I mean, if you're completely unprepared and you don't know how to start a fire, you're not surviving mm-hmm. the zombie apocalypse. So... You know, it's sort of just the preparation. We have a voicemail that'll cover some of that stuff <laughs> that I'll play in a little bit. But, uh, yeah. There are people that will not survive and aren't capable of surviving. So you, if mm-hmm. you really, you know, fear an apocalypse of any kind, not a zombie apocalypse, but a apocalypse of any kind, you should train yourself. Yeah. That's why I always think that the survival aspect of the zombie apocalypse was written by a, someone who didn't want to get caught for being a militiaman. Because everything there is the same thing that would happen in any apocalypse. Right. The great thing about being at a higher point, though... Which I just realized with the tree is you've got the perfect kill shot. Yeah. You're above them. Yeah. So the thing is you don't have a chance of missing because even if you take out the head in any aspect with a, a firearm, I'm not going to get into bows and arrows yet because <laughs> I think they're ridiculous. Um, but I think that that would be the perfect and ideal place. Anywhere that's above your target area. Yeah. Well, yeah. It makes Higher your ground. ammo that much I more mean, efficient. That's why it works in Afghanistan. Sure. The highest point is the best point. Okay. So locations. Um, best ways to actually make the kill. Like, you already said bow and arrow, no, no. No. Why not? Well, you have to be able to hit the brainstem. Because the thing is, if the brain's already atrophied and we mm-hmm. don't know where the their target area is exactly, they always say shoot them in the eye. I know proficient special operations operators that can't get a double tap in every single time. And if you had 500 zombies coming at you yep. with a bow and arrow, one, you're running out of arrows. Oh, well, yeah. Two, you're not going to get the shot. Three, you just piss them off if they're angry. And if they can still function for anger, which is, happens in a lot of movies. Mm-hmm. And four... It's just not at all realistic. I mean, yes, it it defeats the the gunshot principle. Yep. But no, that's for hunting. You leave your arrows for hunting. So I think it depends on where you are and how many zombies you're facing. First of all, most people aren't going to be good enough with a bow and arrow, anyways, because they're really hard. Like a crossbow is a little easier to shoot than a bow and arrow. Oh well, yeah. Now, if you're alone, like let's say I'm up north where I said I wanted to be, and I've got my little complex and there's I come across a zombie twice a week and I see him from coming really far away because I live in the middle <laughs> oh, of the Tuesday. Right, right. Zombie day. Then go. then a crossbow would be a good weapon because I could shoot him, eliminate that threat without having a gunshot go off, and I have retrievable ammunition. It would have to be close range though. Right. It would have to be. So but the thing is that then you have to worry about blood splatter. Right. Well, right. I mean, like I said, it's all like, you know, here and there, but it's sort of your weapon is going to depend on your situation. If you're versus a mob, then, yeah, you want a machine gun and a flame flower. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if you're going to be fighting 300 zombies then you're going to be using different weapons than if you're fighting two zombies. Right. So that's all. So let's say it's one on one. What are your best tactics to take out this zombie in front of you? So I think you've got to knock it down. What environment? What environment? Yeah, where are you? That's what. That's what's we, most important. Doesn't matter. One on one in an alleyway. Or you doesn't in the matter. Woods? What are your best tactics? Like that zombie is right in front of you. Doesn't matter where you are. What are your best options to take that zombie out? Me personally, I would want if I had something in my hands. I want to keep distance between us because, like you said, the blood splatter. If I have an axe and I take it off, take its head off, and that blood splatters in my direction, yep. it lands in my mouth or hits me in the eye. 
So axe or an compared open to a cut. gun. Always go with the gun. Always go with yeah. the gun. gun. Is there anything going to be better than a gun? Absolutely a shotgun, which is different than a pistol or a rifle. So shotgun, because shotgun. of the, the spray pattern. The spray right? pattern. And you want a tactical shotgun with more than 10 rounds in it, and you want to make sure it has a collapsible buttstock so everyone in your family can use it. Because if it's too long, a child can't use it when you're dead, in case you decide to go hunting that day. Interesting. Unless you live in the South, you probably don't have that hanging around. Well, then, so the, the average person is going to have <laughs> an axe or a chainsaw or uh, a rake. Or, but again, we're looking for the most efficient. In the South, you can buy a Walmart. And yeah, I walk well, right in and just that's be like, what, but I that's what I'm one. saying. People in the South are gonna have that. Well, there's a large, there's a large hunting here. population up here too. There is. So, so in the coming days when we all prepare for the zombie <laughs> so I need to go buy a shotgun. Is what you're saying? Collapsible butt. So. Right. Yeah. That's our best multi-versatile. Efficient. We're going to the gun shop next. Very, year. <laughs> very versatile. I agree yes. with that. We're all gonna get our gun yeah. licenses. And there's also multiple rounds that you can use. So if let's say you have a, a civilian yep. who's walking up on you and they're panicked, you can still hit them with a rubber round. If you have a a spray pattern that you need to let loose, you can use uh, flechette rounds, which are just little needles that will shoot out like Mm -hmm. um, little barbs. You can even get the ones that have the nets in them. You can get the incendiary ones. Mm -hmm. You can get the ones that make lots of noise. So let's say you just decide to release an explosive round, a charge, or a smoke round. Mm -hmm. Zombies are going to look towards that direction. Right. So they're going to walk towards the smoke or away from it. So once you figure out that tactical advantage, you could just have 500 smoke rounds and know if they go towards it or away from it, which way to go. Yeah. Right. Let's talk about the average person. Someone like me, I don't have a gun. Right. So I'm alone or not alone. There's a couple of us at my house in the woods. My neighbors were infected. They're coming through the woods towards my house because my dog was barking Mm -hmm. and it drew them over. What am I going to – what's my best route to taking those, let's say, four of them out? Your best offhand like thing you can grab. So I run into the garage and I've got a couple rakes, shovels, an axe, chainsaw, gardening tools. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, and then of course there's rocks laying around. I can throw a rock at it. So based I mean, on the yeah, that's, that's, really that's what they always said in apartment buildings. If you're stuck and you just barricade the bottom floor, start dropping yep. air conditioners on them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that'd be awesome. <laughs> Is it? That's or all. Baseball bat. Yeah, no, that's yeah. a splatter effect though. That's well, any hand to hand weapon is going to be that way. So he's already in that kind of tough situation because he's mm-hmm. in his garage looking at garden tools. But I would just say not the chainsaw because that's going to make a lot yeah. of splatter and it's going to be noisy. And again, yeah. you don't want to attract any more of them. The last thing you want to so do as is much be as in we your all house love two ash. weeks worth of food <laughs> yeah. and surrounded by 3,000 zombies, you're never going to get out of there. Right. That's, well, the thing is, that's why I like the concept of anywhere but the woods, mm-hmm. a super soaker and a Bic lighter. Filled with gasoline. You can take out a lot of them all at once. They all catch fire around each other as long as they're on the woods. But it, like in an urban environment, that'd be great. Yeah. You can set 300 of them on fire just by setting out a second story window. Oh, if you take out the woods, you're taking out a whole bunch at once. Well, yeah, right? but that's where yeah, your house is. <laughs> that's where your house is. Well, so, I'm yeah. just but, saying. Yeah. Then you could have flaming zombies running at you. But if they're at the point yeah. where they're at, you know, they're running. Uh, they're, yeah. That's why I said from an upper If you're advantage. above okay. them. Right. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And but then also, household tools? What would you yeah. use? No, I was just going to say with fire, again, it's the whole preparation thing. You need mm-hmm. to know how to control it before you go lighting yeah. things on fire. Yeah. So we're talking about the survivalists being like halfway intelligent people. Sure. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, that's fire natural. Can be so, I mean, natural selection. Like you yeah. said, then it can turn around and hurt you too. So you know, <laughs> well, it's going to have right. tools like those guns well, hanging around are going to be dead. Well, we're all going to be flagged by the Department of Homeland Security if we start saying how to make homemade Right. Weapons. But basically, the idea, we'd have to get – you'd have to almost have a plan together where you'd have a group of people who are going to meet somewhere if this happened. Because right. you have skills. We all have individual skills. Mm-hmm. So we'd be, in the event that a zombie apocalypse happens, you got to get in your cars and try to meet somewhere. Right. Yeah. Right. 
So yeah, preparation we need to, is. We need key. to have a whole plan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we do. It's all in here. There are companies the that do that for after yeah, 9-11. But, there, there are companies that do that now in case there's another incident yeah. uh, in New York, which will set designated vans up for you so you can take the river. And they'll leave them there for you. And they have whole systems in place. So you pay people in the business financial world. Wow. Hundreds of thousands of dollars for your family to be picked up. and. They did that in the movie 2012. Yep. They had that same – I don't know if you saw it, Matt. I didn't see that one, no. They have the same scenario set up where people with money had paid for escape plans. And, that's, and yep. it's a very Which ultimately, big... most of them backfired, but well, you there were quite to, a few that backfired You have to have some didn't sort work of emotional out that well, connection. Yeah. So um, as far as location goes, are you at an advantage if you are making this group of zombies cross a body of water? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean the current alone is going to take care of some. You, I mean think about when you go to the beach. Mm-hmm. You start you, – you walk into the water and you know, like when I was a kid, my dad was behind me. You, next time you turn around, you're what, 50, 60, maybe 100 feet off to the left. Mm-hmm. Same thing's going to happen to a zombie if – they're probably not going to cross the ocean but – there's going to be current through a river if it's deep enough and they go under. When they come up, they're going to be quite a ways down the river. Yeah. The likelihood that you're going to weed out most of them. I mean, one might make it across, but it's yeah. going to be – it's definitely a good idea. Do we agree zombies are not swimming? They're, they're, not, they're swimming. not swimming. They're not swimming. They no. can walk across And they'd the be filled now. with water as soon as they came out, so they'd be even slower. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then they'd have to, like, drain out and everything. <laughs> they would. The, the biggest threat with water – great. And this happened in um, his follow-up book, World War Z – was um, the long-term effects of it because they actually had to go in after the apocalypse was over because there were zombies at the bottom of the ocean. And every once in a while, one would climb up on the beach. And that way, the infection could start all over again. Okay. So they had to patrol beaches. They but again, with that, with that idea that they can only be animated for a certain amount of time before mm-hmm. they're just not going to function anymore... Right. Even if they're crossing, like, There's like a, weeks later, you're not really going to worry about them saline. coming out. So, if, I mean, so saline that, cleans a lot of wounds. So, I mean. cleans, but that, it also preserves. So, one of the theories right. is that it, you last, they will last longer oh, under okay. the ocean. Yeah. That would make sense because yeah. that makes perfect sense. So, they would actually Since your be able to come out water. much later. Yeah. So, I think the best place to be would be an astronaut. Up at the space <laughs> station, who after about a couple of years goes, well, I'm going to come back down now. The zombies Imagine start throwing each other air. around. Now, that's a great idea for a movie. So if somebody wants this, they can have it. But if you were in the air when the I'll apocalypse happened. This is all intellectual copyright. Yeah, so there you go. Okay. I take it back. Rob owns it. It's um, recorded right so now. So the thing is, if you that'd be a great concept of you coming down off of a international flight yep. into and having to get your way home from Boston Airport. So you cross from Europe. You fly into America, and while you're in the air, all these news reports are going on. You don't know. You land in Boston, and hell is broken and loose. And the pilot just has to make an emergency landing. So you're left with nothing. You can't yeah. get your luggage. You can't. So where would you start from there? Interesting. Copyright. Start writing, Rob. Yeah, Copyright. Um, as far as climbing, mm. Is, mm. is a very high fence going to protect you, or is the zombie scaling that? I think that there's a retur- deterrent with any fence, no matter what it is, as long as it can hold the weight of the people that are pushing on it. Electrified yeah. fences, I don't know if they would stop them. Mm-hmm. I think it would stop the first five, not the first 50. Wouldn't it well, yeah, them? once they pile up, they can just start walking up or that pile, start, right? Or, or, yeah. or, and, or they push on the fence post and knocks right, right over. Not right. Over. Again, it all depends on numbers, how mm-hmm. many zombies electrified, uh, If they're holding on to the fence and mm-hmm. they're getting electrocuted, they're not even going to know. But would they catch fire at some point? Oh, yeah. Only if they've gone through flammable materials. 
or flammable if they otherwise you know, it would just be burning like you i know. mean all the car crashes all the oil on their feet yeah all things but the thing is it's a battery that's generating the right the fence so once the current's gone okay all right um what so we talked a little work. bit about their animation period so if you could just outla you could just outlast them like the, this whole thing would happen within a matter of so much time, like they wouldn't all stay in the same area. You would think it would spread, and then the origin point would kind of be the part that it would start dying off first, and we become the safest again as it moved away, more or less. So let's just use New York. So New York City. If you're actually in Ground Zero yeah. and you somehow manage to survive for a week or two, you could be good unless it comes back around. In theory, I mean, it's my. My thought is for if I were stuck in a building that I didn't know yep. would be – I didn't know where I was or I just happened to be in a business meeting or whatnot. Yeah. I'd always want to make sure that I kept kept a completely open path from the stairway, from the front door to the mm -hmm. stairway and had them walk up the stairs and I would have everyone there just build a nice little tunnel because they're not going to stop once they hit the end of the, the top of the building. Yep. It'd just be the uh, lem uh, lemming effect. <laughs> just let them keep walking <laughs> off and then – That'd be great. And then you could wait on the outside on the roof or inside one of the buildings. I want to see a half-hour zombie movie where someone actually just does that like <laughs> right from the beginning. just falling, their heads are exploding. <laughs> He's like, oh, oh I've true, had Jeff. this prep forever. I can just open up the zombie door That's and it. let him go right oh, out. Oh, here they come. All right, here we go. <laughs> but it comes down to outlasting. Yeah. Right. You basically That's just it. have to outlast it because they're not immortal. They're just... Right. right. Okay. And they will time out, but it, it depends on how much, you know, quote unquote, like magic you put into it. How, right. how magical is this virus? Right. Will they last for 72 hours? Will mm -hmm. they last for three years? You know, how, how long is this going to take to go from New York will, to Los Angeles? Right. Well, how is, I mean, when you hit and the middle of the country, over, it's going to stop. So it takes fast. six There's months not, to walk across country. It takes okay. six months to walk across country. The longest movie for any zombie to be in full effect is 90 days, right? That we know of right now. I have no idea. I'm the wrong person. Now. So 90 days, <laughs> yeah. uh, 90 days later, right? There's 30 days later, 60 days later, 90 days later. Is that correct? 28. Oh, it was 28, 28 days, 28 weeks. 28 weeks, and then yeah. it turns into uh, 28 months. Is there a 20? There's a third one, isn't there? Oh, there probably there are rumors, I believe, of a third one. Okay, that's where I'm getting from. But you right. also have the situation of what if But again, is that a zombie movie that's too far out to be Well, I was just looking for the incubation period of how long it's going to last to get across country. Right. Yes. But there's also this situation. We didn't go over how quickly, Matt, you scratch me mm -hmm. and I get it. Mm -hmm. How long until could I get on a flight, fly to Los Angeles, and when I get there at some point, turn become Absolutely. undead? I would and think then, so. So it could be in New York. Somebody gets on a flight, flies across the country. Right. And then, boom, all of a sudden, now both coasts are consumed right. by mm -hmm. zombies. Well, you do yeah. get sick before you die. So I think it depends on the individual person's immune system, too, yep. and how healthy they are. So it's anywhere, I think, within 24 hours is so theoretically, accepted. yes, yeah. I could get it, go across and be sick on the flight right. and not right. even know what I have. And then as far as them expiring, again, you have like the ocean theory that the whole main part of the apocalypse could be over, but there's still a threat out there. There are the ones that went to Canada and froze. There are the ones that are at the bottom of the ocean that can sort of come back and could potentially start the mm. entire thing over again long after you think it's already over. So I kind of feel like the middle of the country, farmland, would be the best place to be. It's There's open area, so yeah. few people. You can see miles and miles away. Well, zombies are people. So you definitely want right. to be as far away from the main sources of their food and of their – I mean, they're going after people. So you want to be who, – Who's your super fan? Is it – who lives in uh, Kansas? Chris Tong. Chris Tong. Chris Tong's going to survive and we're all going to be dead. We're all coming over. Congratulations, Chris Tong. <laughs> you survived the zombie apocalypse. As long as, you know what? And if he has a tornado uh, shelter, 
already yeah. loaded up with food and water. He's set. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Here, here's something I'm going to bring up real quick. Yeah. How would the government react to this? Are they going to turn around and go, we have to nuke ourselves? Like, no. What? No? They're Never. not going to wipe out? Well, why would they? They would hide underground, but would they turn around? Yeah, but how? They lose power if they don't have people to actually support them. Right. So the thing is, they do surgical strikes. But okay. the thing is, is it going to be, this is my only question with a zombie apocalypse, mm-hmm. which is, is it, everyone's always post-apocalypse. Mm-hmm. The military always loses. They do. The, the police always lose. Which is incredibly inefficient for, but we're doing, dispelling all myth. Yeah. Uh, I mean, dispelling all reality. The thing is, if every, let's say a standard National Guardsman gets 300 rounds, that's a lot of zombies. So, and if you have 40 men mm-hmm. per basic infantry platoon, mm-hmm. and there's four infantry platoons per company, and then you have four companies, we're talking 16 to 2,000 men or women who know how to use their weapon. And they have, so 2,000 times, um, we'll say 300, there's, I can't imagine that many zombies showing up all at once. Right. right. So being with the military, would be assuming best. they don't shoot you before they decide whether you're a zombie or not. The thing is, then you have to worry about the CDC. Well, you don't have to worry about them. They're the ones who'd be protecting you. But right. they'd be the ones quarantining you in right. their camp or, would it, here's how They'd be checking out. to make sure you weren't sick. The CDC? Uh, site just get closed because so many people checked out what would happen under a zombie apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Check it out. It's actually well, yeah, they posted site. that article. And the thing is with that, what's the main thing that they never covered? Would they quarantine you or would they quarantine the zombies? Yeah. Right. What's more of a threat? Do you stay in your home, which is what you should do in an emergency? Mm-hmm. Or do you go to a military installation where you know that there's firearms? I think everybody would rush the military installation, which which would would, would cause probably the biggest problem for them. And it would also flock all the remaining zombies in that direction. Right. Right. Which Which could be the reason why they always, the military installations fall apart because it's our, we did it to ourselves. But the thing is, we have something that a lot of zombies have never really thought about, which is tanks. I was just going to say, a tank. (laughs) A steamroller tank. You would absolutely love World War Z. You should, you should pick it up and read it because it is from a military perspective and Mm -hmm. they don't lose, but they're fighting a damn hard battle. Because they're not fighting. It's, one enemy they're fighting two right exactly they're mm-hmm. fighting a lot but they do have all the ammunition and they they develop tactics obviously you have different tactics for mm-hmm. iraqis than you do for zombies so mm-hmm. they're you know trying to do all this while this is going on so it's hard for them and they're sort of falling behind but you know in the end they do fight back and basically win it's not really giving anything i would think away. with our generation now We'd actually probably be the best served military against a zombie attack. <laughs> We're so zombies. educated. Yeah, I was going to say, we would probably be great at it. They said they're playing Call of Duty on zombie mode. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. They're great. Like, yep. Hand-eye coordination like crazy. Headshot. But, get the chainsaw. All right. Good. The brilliant part about that book is all the military mm-hmm. tactics. They tell you that um, they go into how the military uses um, dogs, mm-hmm. like sniffer dogs, mm-hmm. and... Um, just all kinds yeah. of things. How they fight underwater with the submarines. How they fight mm-hmm. in a desert situation. How because the zombies are everywhere, mm-hmm. and um, you know the military does fight back, and they do a fantastic job. And mm-hmm. it's fascinating how they do it because it's very realistic how they would do it. I mean, you can you reading the book yeah. going, that makes perfect. So the military sense. would be on our side, right? It would but be just good, remember how many human beings there right, are on the earth exactly. that does not ensure your safety, your personal mm-hmm. safety. It yeah. ensures maybe the safety and the uh, expansion of the human race, but that doesn't ensure every civilian safety. So then you just bring in the one civilian aspect, which would be there's 14 million gun permits per year for hunting in the United States that are actually active. That's a lot of guns. Oh yeah. So you're really you're you need to barricade your home yeah. so that you don't get any sort of, uh, <laughs> uh, we'll say a rico- ricochet effect 
and you would not want to go towards the military. But the same thing is when the military came to your home to try to rescue you, you have to realize you might eradicate your entire village or town or, so I went back to 28 days on that one, but you have a serious issue where they take your firearms. Yeah. Because they'd have to for their own security. Right. Because you can't go into military would compound. They, would you have to go with them? Would they give you the option? Well, they, they come knocking on well, the door and you're like, I'd rather stay that's here. That's the interesting thing because in Katrina, mm-hmm. that's where it turns into the piracy issue. People stayed with their homes and their valuables, but then the looting happened. Yeah. The rapes, the violent crimes. You're stuck with that double-edged sword. I know. Sword people again. raping zombies. It's just out of control. <laughs> I, I would, yeah. That's just messy. <laughs> Um, since we're around an hour right now, uh, just a, a couple quick questions and then we have a couple voicemails to take care of. People did write in. Um, if you were to choose, this is obviously very hypothetical because one, zombies don't exist and two, neither do the things we're going to add to it. But if you could choose any fictional weapon, whether it be from literature, movies, video games, TV, if you could have one weapon to combat the zombie apocalypse, what would you choose? Oh, Unlimited ammo. Fictional. It, it's it's not something you can just make up on the spot. Right. It has to be something that mm-hmm. pre-exists in one of these other things. If there's unlimited ammo for it, that mm-hmm. qualifies. And I already know what I want, but <laughs> I'll That's wait. Because now I, I don't know. And there's lots of things to consider, so like going, uh, how no, much you're no protecting su- yourself. We're not going superpowers. Not no. superpowers. Weapon. But weapon. Weapon. Does the Star Wars blaster have endless ammo? Uh, does it? Or does it have a battery that expires? I'm pretty sure it has a battery. Because I'm like, a, a lightsaber's too close, yeah. though. That's too close. Well, actually, but it, it would splatter. It would, it's right. yeah. Lightsabers are self-sustaining. And yeah, yeah it wouldn't splatter because it cauterizes right. the wound. You have half a zombie, then. Right. It's also, though, it's very, it's very, um, close range. Unless you have force powers and the ability to force throw your lightsaber, it's going to be... Well, can I have that too? <laughs> that's powers, though. That's oh, going that's outside right. the weapon. You can have the weapon alone. Well, there's always. Uh, I mean, I started thinking of Fallout Three. You know yep. the mini nuke launcher? Sure. I don't know. I mean, it depends on how much though. ammo. But in in the game, yeah, radiation came off. But uh, hey, you know, this is a magic. <laughs> right. He survived in the game. You could then if right. you're going to take that whole aspect. Theoretically, of, theoretically, he could survive that. Yeah. I mean, um, and he was in a nuclear One of the anyway, suggestions but. that they said on Nerdist that someone had re- written in was the Iron Man suit. Damn it, that was what I was going to say. Yeah? Dark Enterprise's Iron Man suit. For what reasons? I would say Just War Machine. It. The War Machine suit, because the Pulsar beam, you know, that doesn't stop. But the thing is, yeah. War Machine had all the basic arsenal. Yep. And he obviously had an arsenal to reload it. Mm-hmm. But you can't keep bit. You can't get bit. And you can fly. Right. Right. So you're totally like splatter protected. That's exactly what I would do. Yeah. And also you have navigation systems. Yep. You can do whatever you want. You can contact the military for mm-hmm. an airstrike. You can do whatever you want. That's you, good. Yeah. I'm just thinking you have to come out of that suit at some point. Depending on well, where yeah, you are. Well, yeah. Yeah, but until you climb the tree. Top of a mountain. Yeah, you go back yeah. to your treehouse yeah. and you're fine. It, it's just a weapon for when you need it. You don't right. have to wear it all the time. And if you do, you just wear the helmet to look cool. <laughs> just the helmet. <laughs> just walk around the war machine helmet. <laughs> See, I would actually go with the Green Lantern ring. People think that's, that's powers. But that's a superhero. Uh-uh. It's not a power. Did I just get uh-uh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What no. happened right there? No, no, no. It's like right into uh, a shush. Oh, uh, come on Let's now. remember. The Green Lantern ring is a weapon. It's uh, the most powerful weapon in the universe. It is not any powers bestowed on the person necessarily. It's all a uh, manipulation of the weapon. So, yes, the Green Lantern Ring is the most powerful weapon in the universe. That's what I would want. So then you're going to say the Harry Potter wand? Is that what you're saying? No. You could. <laughs> you could. No. That's a, that no. actually qualifies. No. I'm going with the War Machine. 
I'm going to keep my Green Lantern, right? I'm going to switch. I think I know what I want. Just a lightsaber, but an extended one. So that you could just... <laughs> like, listen, one. Right? You hold it up head level and just spin in a circle and you take all their heads off. And your entire home. <laughs> I'm not going to stay in the middle of the home to do that. How are you going to get in the middle of all these zombies to even swing it around? Well, you could just take them out. They're running at... Or they're not running, what you they're don't see is the hand motions yeah. involved. This would make it that much funnier. I don't think Mike is allowed to have uh, a lightsaber. I would have just killed gonna all use of you it. by yeah. accident yeah. and sliced the my way you leg flail off. your arm around when you use a lightsaber means you don't get one at all. Oh. I, I, I think there's no Jedi training involved with this one, and no. he's the guy that doesn't read the instructions. That's what I just saw. The force is not. I'm going to turn it on yeah. backwards. It's going to go right through my stomach. <laughs> oh man! I don't know. It says on. What would you pick? Done. Um, I would just, I guess if there was a weapon, um, I'm trying to think. Uh, there, There's a zombie video game where you're shooting at the zombies and they just crumble into dust. Oh, I, yeah. I can't it's Resident Evil. It's a Resident Evil. Is it Resident yeah. Evil? It is, and I don't remember what it's called. There remember. are so many games like that that have, like, eradicator weapons. Yeah, that would be eradicator. Yeah. I think that would be the best thing because it would just, I mean, if it crumbled into dust, you wouldn't have to worry about Right. Then I'm going to go with the Mars, the Martian, uh, Marvin the Martian uh, ray gun. <laughs> there you go. Because it, My it, disintegrator it, ray. There you go. You're done. All right. Plutonium, whatever it was. I don't even remember the exact phrase. All right. Well, then, let's take a look at We have one email that came in. And just to make sure that we hit all these points, there was no name on the email, but uh, part of the email address was singing stars, so we'll just refer to the reader that way. They asked, uh, here are a few things that I feel should be addressed in the zombie podcast. First, what is the best weapon to use against one? Yeah. Which wasn't... They, they weren't so, going towards fictional. I don't lightsaber think, in anybody else's we, hands. <laughs> <laughs> we covered a different, uh, different aspects there. What to do when there is more than one? If it was just you and more than one, I guess uh, we probably hit on that a little bit. I mean, well, not with civilian weapons, not with the basic homemade right. arsenal. You you kind of need a crew, more or less. Yeah, I mean, teamwork is going to save your life. Yeah, the individual never makes it mm -hmm. ever in yeah. any movie. Uh, the last question: Why do they want brains so much? I think we kind of went over that. We kind of did. It's just kind of their instinct, well, isn't it? Well, it's a human delicacy as well. Who knows? <laughs> you right. I haven't. Monkey brains? Nope. No time for love, Dr. Jones. Uh, we have a voicemail next from Chris Tong, actually. Do, 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 do. Let me get we need a sound here. effect for him. Hey, what's up, Rob and Brian and possibly other Brian? Uh, this is Chris Tong down here. Uh, which Who's other Brian? Uh, I think he was talking uh, about yeah, you, Brian. So Great. Just got done uh, listening to the last show. Uh, and, yeah, dude, the bracelets sound like a cool idea. I wouldn't mind getting a few. I've got a few places. Uh, like He's I got a couple places the, in my uh, car. I can put them printed out. Wear one of them. Mailed some off to this depends on how many I get. Um, I got a couple of friends I can hook up. And so, uh, anyways, yeah, sounds like a cool idea. Zombie apocalypse. I think I've got enough canned goods to last me a while in here, but uh, who knows? Uh, someone said, or I asked if supermarkets were safe. I would think that they weren't safe. Um, I know that zombies prefer fresh meat and brains, but. Uh, you never know. There's a shitload of meat in there. It's gonna be stinking after a while. So, anyways, if I was, uh, if I'd want to get uh, caught up anywhere, it'd probably be like a gun shop or something, uh, weapons hold. So, mm -hmm. anyways, sorry, I'm a little loopy. I'm about to go to bed so I can make it to work tonight. <laughs> I'm sleepy. But anyways, hope you guys have a good show. Later. So his two main points were uh, supermarkets safe or not? No. 
Now but his point was freezer. the rotting meat and stuff. But yeah. again, we kind of said living tissue is. No, they have all glass doors. And Too many entranceways. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not smart. Yeah. yeah. Good I place mean, maybe to visit if there aren't any around. You well, want to go in there and stock up, but you don't want to. Well, stay. how many ways in are there? Real? I'm trying to think of like a stop and shop. I'm thinking of the one near me. Big bay doors. There's the mate. But if you can lock those down, no, like they can Sarah smash said, right through that. Glass is bad. Yeah, yeah glass never. Is bad. And the thing is, you're also gonna have to worry about the the pirate population, the civilians. Right. There There's gonna be tons right. of people going there, thinking that that's just the thing mm-hmm. to do is to stock up right away. And it might be, but you don't want to stay there. Mm-hmm. And then he said, uh, "Gun shop of some kind is probably the best." People are gonna place that too. Think. The problem with that is, uh, then you're shooting. I, I was around for the LA riots, and that was the first place that they locked down. Yeah. The problem with gun shops are they don't sell ammunition in mass quantities. Also, because oh. you usually can't have oh. both. So you can start throwing guns at the zombies. Yeah, so you're not going to be doing very well there. Unless it's the Kittery Trading Post. (laughs) 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 Where there are more guns and ammunition than you could possibly imagine. We do have one more voicemail from Dave. Uh, hello, is this of the Registry of Notre Vehicles? I'd like... Oh, no, it's not. I'm just kidding. Hey, this is Dave. How's it going, guys? Excellent. I first want to chime in. That I we were in Hogwarts I'm <laughs> not really a zombie fan, although I do specifically love two movies, um, actually three in particular, but two connected 28 days later and 28 weeks later. I think those two are phenomenal. They're probably the closest to, I'd say, a convincing zombie apocalypse even though I don't believe fully that zombies could ever, ever exist. And I'll get into that quickly. The other one is Shaun of the Dead. I thought that was great. But quickly wrapping up, I think it's scientifically impossible for zombies to exist for numerous reasons. I mean, one, they're rotting corpses. So you're going to have things like maggots and flies eating their bodies. I don't know if you've ever seen Roadkill, but a dead thing, dead animal, insects and bacteria take quick uh, effect of that and then there's always people that are going to argue and make up their own mythology that well the virus or however space alien thing or magic that the zombies uh, that that won't happen to them it's like no it will they'll maggots will eat their eyes they'll be unable to see and so forth um hot and cold type things you know uh, you ever see something dead in the sun not nice it dries up cold it just freezes they don't give off heat uh, other things is an important thing someone mentioned to me about dogs and rabies. You know, hey, it, it was like uh, uh, they got it from another site. It was an article that said, hey, remember that dog that got rabies and then all the other dogs around the world had rabies because it kept biting? No, it never happened because viruses have better ways of transmitting their disease, like through the air, through fleas, that sort of thing. Mosquitoes, biting has never really been a great way to spread disease and if there were zombies we'd shoot them in the face with our weapons and yeah so as much as everyone's excited for the zombie apocalypse which by any chance most of us would all be zombies you know if you are talking zombie apocalypse where there's only you know a a small one percent of the human population alive what makes people think they're going to be these super you know ass-kicking survivors I really doubt that. You know, most of the people ready for the zombie apocalypse are nerds that are not in shape, that are fat or skinny and have never exercised in their life. And suddenly they think when there's a zombie apocalypse that their shovel and um, record collection is going to, you know, serve them good or their ninja stars they they bought online on eBay and uh, their homemade flamethrower nail polish remover. I have one of those, by the way. 
And so, yeah, that's it. I'm just being a realist here. So positive. Um, so Dave brought up a few different things, yeah. uh, saying that insects and maggots would kind of destroy a zombie basically before it got to anybody. More yeah, or less, and start eating them. He was saying, eat, yeah, but that's just rotting flesh. I, yeah, I mean, right. But again, we that's part of that whole animation uh, period that we too. talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, the hot and cold thing we had talked about a little bit too. They are definitely going to freeze if you like a zombie. You probably wouldn't make it that far in the desert. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't they'd, think they'd become rigid. And yeah, and just kind of like fall apart mm-hmm. more or less that much quicker. That would accelerate the whole process. And then um, <laughs> making somewhat the same point that we did about. Uh, most people that are even concerned with this are not really going to be prepared for it because their record collections, as he said, are not great <laughs> right. weapons and they're all out Who of has shape. Who ninja and, stars yeah. anyway? Right. Um, you have like a batarang or something. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So that half the room raised their hand for Wait. ninja stars of some kind right. or another. <laughs> You're in good company, you Mike. You'd wear the Batman suit, wouldn't you? In the zombie apocalypse. I could see you. On the roof, dressed as Batman, with <laughs> maybe, your batarang going, come on, zombie. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. Okay. So uh, I think we did cover basically all the fan questions that were yeah. sent in. So let's wrap this up. I know we could do this forever, basically. I have one more scenario I want to bring up. No. Just one quick. Go ahead. All right. Since Let's just use the, the five of us. Mm-hmm. And Matt and Sarah, I'm going to use you guys right now since you're together. You're a couple. You're going to be used. The five of us are together mm-hmm. and we're in a safe look somewhat safe location yes but- i'm gonna eat you first no <laughs> i do have more meat on me okay? yeah, that's true. so here's but here's the situation we're out we're defending ourselves mm-hmm. and sarah accidentally gets scratched mm-hmm. and the three of us how are you going to react when the three of us go she's going to turn what what are we going to what would be that situation how do we handle the fact that Thanks you're for throwing my wife under the bus. <laughs> But it's a real He's situation. He's like Sophie's choicing this thing. It's a real situation. Matt's not that allowed to in- say anything right now, so I'll answer for him. Wait, I'll no, say, no, no, no. I can answer. But it comes up, right? Anna, it comes up in every movie that there's that yeah. situation where the a whole team's like that person's gonna turn and right. then Matt would be the one going no 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 she's gonna be okay no. and now he's no turned on I think us. Matt's the first person to put a bullet in her head okay. <laughs> <laughs> no no and I'm saying this I'm saying this for a reason because right. because one uh, Matt's the one with the training here right he knows the threat he also knows that that's not Sarah anymore I think he can rationalize that you can get over and, the emotions can and put can aside? factor in that they probably had this conversation and Sarah's probably said Matt if I ever turn <laughs> you put a bullet in my I guarantee Half you it's that come is correct. Some point. Correct, yes. But yes. in reality, probably, yeah. like, I would wait until you guys weren't around and I'd probably put a bullet in my own head. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. From having to deal with all yeah. that. And if that were the case where she was still sick, I would actually separate from you three, give you a, a, re- a relocation point, a rally point. I'd say, go collect supplies, whatever you gotta do. I'd wait till she turns, then I would shoot her. Which is now going to put me in a horrible case. But I'm just saying, if this, if right. she were a zombie. But yeah. the reason that, because right. it's going to happen, not everybody's going to. Way to keep the marital bliss going strong. But no, nice no, it's a real situation. Not everybody's <laughs> going to be as strong as you. Like, I don't know if I could turn around and shoot, shoot Jess if that happened. Oh, I, I, it'd be I, a really tough I situation. Would get, or my it, sister or something. If it were me, I would well, give my her sister, all maybe. my firearms and give them to her. Yep. And I would say, you know, just do me a favor, give the gun to somebody else, walk away, end of story. That's what I would do. I would make her do it. I got you. Right. So, but that's thanks. Whole- <laughs> thanks, everybody. Thank you, Rob. I appreciate it. Hey, I'm here to help. But um, they both bring up a great point because you have to remember that there's the victim too. Mm-hmm. You know, and like in um, 
The Walking Dead, there was, like, one point where the guy opted to go off into the woods by himself. He opted for that, because he doesn't want you guys to... Mm -hmm. Sarah wouldn't want you guys to be a threat, threatened. So she would probably take it upon herself, too, and and talk to him about it. Oh, the guy who just laid by the tree. Right, right? yeah. Yeah. It's not like it's an immediate turning. Right, I mean, you have enough time to sort of get your affairs in order. about 24 hours Right, exactly. So she could talk to, say, him, you know... Honey, I really want you to shoot me in the right. head. You know, you could, we'd have that chance and that time to say goodbye to each other. And Plus, it's a gradual process to see, like, that that wasn't just a scratch from a tree and right. just putting a bullet in someone's and head. I mean, the really, only way it would complicate it would be if she was in denial, which some people happen to. It's just right. a scratch. I'm not going to get Oh, I'd totally be in denial. Actually, yeah, yeah. I would absolutely be in denial. I'm yes, not going to lie. It's just a scratch, yes, I swear, guys. Yeah. yeah. No, Bob, it was a tree. It wasn't a zombie. Yellow. They were always yellow. You just never paid attention to me. I honestly know that if I were, uh, Let's just say it was Sarah coming home from work and I was a zombie in the house. Yeah. Oh, I'd have no chance. Yeah. That would be, Sarah would take me out with She'd whatever beat you else to death she could. With drumsticks. She would. She'd pick up the cat. I don't know what the hell would happen, but it would happen. All right. Uh, let's wrap this up. We're about an hour, almost 16 in, so this cool. is a good place to end. I just want to remind everyone out there um, to visit the site. Please go to www.thegeekgeneration.com to listen to some other shows and see a bunch of articles that we put up. If you have any feedback or comments for this episode or any other episode, um, please send them to podcast.thegeekgeneration.com or at Geek Generation on Twitter, or you can leave a voicemail by calling 508-316-9787. If you want to ask questions about this episode or comment on things that we talked about specifically, there's no saying we can't potentially do another one of these in the past because this is just one of those topics that's ongoing. Like every zombie movie, there's always a sequel. More or less. So uh, please send those things in, and uh, we will see you all next time. Later. See ya. Bye. Yep. Bye.